Brought to you by the Bloom Women's Ministry at Church on the Rock in Lubbock, Texas. This is Bloom Talks. everyone. Welcome to Bloom Talks. I'm your host, Cynthia Hernandez. And I'm your other host, Paige Allen. Oh, uh, we've got a good one today, Cynthia. I mean, have we ever had a bad one? No, we haven't. But um, I really love this girl. And you know what I, I realized? love her. You're going to hear in a second. We start the podcast where I talk about how y'all know each other. I didn't say anything about the fact that I've known Marissa for over 20 years. What? We've traveled <laughs> the world together. She was my neighbor for a season. Um, we've done a lot of life together. Wow. And then there was a whole season where um, we went and ate. We would meet up and eat Indian food together <gasps> because her husband refused to eat it. And so, like, literally, sometimes he'd be like, hey, can you call and ask Marissa to lunch? Because she really wants Indian or Thai food again. Her. And you're her, you're her <laughs> ethnic food friend. So, um, all that to say, as she was leaving, I was like, we need to go get Indian sometime <laughs> soon because I really love her. So, I love that. I feel yeah. like we should start something where we're just like ethnic food buddies and we yes. we hire ourselves out we to should. help spouses who don't like to do I that. Yeah, we totally That'd be should. great. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I said, Marissa, we have Marissa Vasquez on the podcast yeah, today. She's incredible. She really is. Oh, my goodness. I think most people, when they meet her, she's so bubbly and full of life, but mm-hmm. she is also a deep well. I think that's what we tasted today. Yeah. She's such a steadfast, mm-hmm. constant. Um, But she's honest, too. Yes. About what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to love today's episode. So let's listen to Marissa. Marissa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited that you're here. I know. It's it's a it's a good day. It it's is. a good day for podcasting. Yes. So let me ask you guys first. I always ask this question. I should probably come up with a new one, but how long have y'all known each other? Gosh, I wouldn't even know how to answer I that. I don't know. I don't know. Like just from North the, Campus primarily? Well, we've met before, Dream Center volunteering and things. Yes, Church over on the, the Rock. Church she's on the just Rock. Always around. Oh, yes. But in this particular season of life, there's been more of this like parallel. Yes. We both have kids who are in dance. Okay. And when you have kids in stuff, there's more time just to sit and talk. (laughs) There's like an automatic bonding that happens. Like, oh, Oh, yes. You're in this with me. You made it here today? High five. You actually saw the email that we were supposed to be here at this practice (laughs) with this leotard? That's exactly (laughs) actually how it goes. Or can I borrow one? (laughs) Exactly. That's true. There is. is there is a bond that happens with parents when your kids are doing something together. Oh, 100%. I saw that right now yeah. with um, yeah, volleyball moms. I'm like, in the trenches together. All right, yeah. I was at a volleyball tournament two weekends ago for 13 hours no. on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And this is why we do dance. That's huh? right. <laughs> exactly. And w- I mean, we're not really sporty. Like this was, this, you know, this was a big, an, not normal for me at all. And, um, but I felt 13 hours. Yeah. It was a school tournament and they, one kid was in the morning tournament and one kid was in the afternoon no, tournament. Ma'am. No, no. And so I, 
I did go home for a couple hours of the 13. So really it's 11 hours, but I left the kid. I was like, I'm done. I got to take a break. <laughs> she wasn't playing. They said she had to stay in ref. And I was like, I do not need to watch you ref at all. Tapping out, kiddo. Done. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking us on a tangent. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. <laughs> but yes, the bonding that happens around yes. these activities. Yes, yes. We just so, tasted it. That's okay. right. So, Marissa, tell everybody about yourself. Like, who is Marissa Vasquez right now? Ooh, okay. So, I have a lot of hats that mm-hmm. I enjoy wearing um, at different points in the day. Obviously, some of those hats may not be as enjoyable, depending on what's going on. But mm-hmm. um, but really, I'm just, you know, I'm just a, a woman that is, you know, following whatever you know, God lays on my heart to do and to be and presents those opportunities. So, you know, in this season, it's really cool to be a mom, something I had wanted for many years. I got married a little bit later in life to some people um, and I enjoy being a wife and I enjoy being part of an amazing church and getting to serve there. And it meant so much to me and my walk and my journey with the Lord. So, it's all just really exciting. Um, and I also get to work and I love that. I love that I have a business and I'm also get to work for another company, um, a nonprofit as well. And so getting to do all of those things, I don't sit still very well. So it keeps <laughs> me engaged and challenged and I feel like I'm sleeping better at night because I'm mm-hmm. just full of, of all those things. But I think the biggest part of that is is trying to um always remember what the priorities are mm-hmm. and bring myself back around because i can get lost real easy <laughs> yeah i i get that <laughs> too yeah you look up one week and you're like wow i was wonderful for this group but i was not so great for the other <laughs> <laughs> keeps you humble you know it does, it does. <laughs> don't want you getting too prideful <laughs> that's right nope nope yeah, yeah. <laughs> learned my lesson there long ago <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I I love I love that description. You wear oh, a lot you. of hats yeah. and you follow what God is telling you to do. No. I can I see that in your life. Well, thank you. You throw yourself into whatever he asks you to do. You say yes and you say it wholeheartedly. That's and so good. It sometimes looks really strange, but you know, once we get through a little bit of it, I'm like, "Okay, that's why we did this." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Get there. So I I was telling you that this podcast we just we have ladies come share their stories. And so I'm going to just hand it over to you. You get to share okay. whatever part of your story you want. And Ooh. we're going to ask you questions along the way. Okay. Well, that sounds that sounds really great. I think since we're doing a podcast here at Church on the Rock, maybe I'll just sort of start there. Okay. Um, because it was just so meaningful to me. I was a graduate student at Texas Tech. And I'd come here because I felt like, well, I'm not that great of a test taker. And I'd had some professors that really wanted me to go to law school. And I thought, oh, I don't know about that, but let me let me go to graduate school. And so I had some other professors that connected me with the comp studies department at Texas Tech. And so that's how I ended up here. I felt like I was a complete fraud because I just, I remember my sweet, sweet, longtime family friend. She's a registrar at, at McMurray where I'd gone to undergrad. And she said, now, you know, Marissa, when you get there to grad school, you have to actually really work. Like you have to do the, do oh. all the work, you know, cause I was just such a social butterfly and in all the things in my undergrad made wonderful friends. I still had good grades, but it just, you know, she knew my, my heart and she, 
She said, you're going to have to focus. So I made sure I didn't go to any tech games that first year. I um, really, um, but the funniest part was I didn't want to ask about the hours. I just assumed that full-time was the same in grad school as undergrad. Until the end of that first semester, I had... My professors finally figured out I took every class that was there. And that's why I looked like I was about to die. Oh, no. <laughs> By the time we got to those finals and, um, and all those papers, and they're like, so next year, like, let's take a few hours off your plate. <laughs> because I just, you know, it's that imposter syndrome. I didn't feel like I should be there. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I, you know, but I was going to give it my all. And I did, I did well. So I'll tell you this story. I did, could not. Now, Many people listening to this podcast probably don't understand what it means to go to the library and get a book and pay 10 cents per page to make copies. But back in the day when I found myself in Lubbock, Texas, I could not find the elevator at the tech library that would take me up to the books. And I did not want to ask. So it took a few tries up and down the same elevator, walking around. I finally found the stacks is what we call them. So I finally found them and could make all my copies and haul around but that's just really you know just didn't know anyone um, I had a best friend who was here but she decided to not she decided to go on to to Dallas and so here I was you know mm-hmm. on my own but I had some really precious precious friends who um from college that they had loved ones that went to um Church on the Rock and so I came here one Sunday and um and it was just very different than what I'd grown up in or what I knew, but it was intriguing. And so I tried to come back again another Sunday, but that was when this whole area around the South Campus was full of cotton fields. Mm-hmm. So I drove around dirt roads, cotton fields, <laughs> which are now like, what, 114th and, you know, <laughs> yeah. normal streets that we have here and ended up come walking into the back and this usher everyone's raising their hands worshiping and it's like here come follow me and all the way up to the front row there was one seat in the middle right there (laughs) and i thought oh lord no i don't know if i can do this and i don't remember what uh pastor jackie had said you know i don't even remember the sermon but i just remember knowing this is where i'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. and from there um you know i met some really amazing people and couples and pastors and um you know just that really kind of took me under their wing and really showed me a life that was not about doing things the world's way and trying to still be a Christian, if that makes sense, you know, kind of really coming out of um, that um, lukewarm place mm-hmm. where even my drive to go to law school was more about, okay, well, that'll provide great finances and different things, yeah. you know, just really that focus of, but you know, Lord, I could do some pro bono for you on the side, right? Uh-huh. You know, those conversations and, and so through that and through that process, just really kind of opening myself up to, okay, God, if you are who you say you are and you really are who you are, mm-hmm. then I need to get in line with that. I need to be open to that. I need to learn. I need to learn who you are. I need to be open to that and to allowing my life to change and look more like what you have. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that conversation in my little empty living room because my best friend wasn't there anymore and uh, just kind of feeling miserable in that space. I mean, I told you I already came feeling like I'm 
I don't know how I ended up here in mm-hmm. grad school, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and I and and somewhere along the way, I had one of the um, probably the most pure prayers I've ever prayed. I was walking up the key at Texas Tech, and in my mind, I had this picture that if I truly trusted God and I truly followed Him that I would never get to travel, I would be poor, I'd be unmarried, you know, all these fears <laughs> of a 22-year-old, you know, out in life by herself. And and I just said, okay, God, like, you created everything here. And whatever you have in heaven is going to be even better than what I could ever even travel to go see. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just let that go in whatever you want to do. And that year, I traveled more than I had ever traveled in my life <laughs> all over the place. I ended up in mission, mm-hmm. a mission trip with Church on the Rock that summer and just all of the, mm-hmm. the ways that he came through and just showed me, you have it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I do, I do care and I do um, have a plan for your life. And it's not dismal. You know, and um, that just really shook me and changed things for me. So, you know, as I as I look back on that and that transition, that opened me up to a place like, okay, so what's next? Hmm. Where do I go from here? I had all these plans and all these things. And I think in our life, we find ourselves there, whether we bring ourselves to that point or things happen or we just surrender in areas. And so just being aware and open to that. And uh, so that started a whole journey of, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, I just, I finished that. I finished school there and um, I came back to Abilene and and had worked at ACU and um, I got a call about the Dream Center starting. And so I came back to do that. And I was so excited um, that I was going to get to be able to be a part of this church in a different way, in a different role there, and uh, met my husband, and um, he turned out to be amazing. You know, when you're 31, you've seen enough friends go through things, so you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, I love you, but I have no idea what you're going to be like six months <laughs> after we get married, and so I just remember getting that point going, okay, you're great, it's going to be all right. <laughs> yes, that's hilarious. <laughs> So true. So it is so true. You know, you live enough life and you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. But um, anyway, and and so all these things that I had waited on, you know, just in the Lord's timing, it was kind of funny how they how they happen. Uh, and uh, so um, I don't know. I guess this is just kind of a cool story about about my husband. But um I'd had kind of one of my first real boyfriends in my late 20s, and um, and we broke up, and I was living in Abilene, and I remember walking, I was walking at ACU, and I was like, Lord, I really just, I want to get married, you know, what is that? And, and it just, I just felt this peace in my spirit. He was like, can you wait four years? And I'm thinking, no. <laughs> okay, you know, but I was like, all right, we'll see. You know, life happens, mm-hmm. and I ended up coming back here. And a month later, I met David, and um, and his sweet little girl Emily, and um, and so because of that, you know, he wanted to start dating and that sort of thing. But you know, with Emily involved, it was very much like, what 
what do we need to do? You know, and so we took some time apart and prayed about it. And I went through my journals and I realized I had met David four years to the day of when I had my little walk no. at ACU. And, wow. and so that's where I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> God's real. God's real. But I still had the whole like, yeah, I don't know. I, I need to see you through football season to make sure I really heard the Lord <laughs> <Right>. correctly. <laughs> so I think we need to wait at least a year before we get married. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that was kind of our story. And, and through that, um, we did some premarital counseling and that sort of thing. And it's just neat because that was my husband's first real encounter with counseling mm-hmm. and uh, what that is. And so he went on uh, later to end up getting his his master's in counseling. So it's just really neat to see mm-hmm. that heart and that passion for um, people mm-hmm. and helping people through things and, and get through baggage and mm-hmm. and getting on the other side. So, yeah, that's really great. Wow. So good. So, I don't know. I love this story. <laughs> well, even through dance, I've got to meet yeah. your husband, David, at a deeper yeah. level. I was just telling Paige, I've always known um, church, right, David, because we're, we were on staff together, so we're working together all the time. But when you have to sit and wait for your daughter to get out for an hour, you have to talk about <laughs> a little something. bit more. <laughs> so, I've just... I like really grown to love him so much to now to see all these pieces coming together. It's so (laughs) beautiful. Thank you. Well, so I have to tell you while we were, um, I was working at the dream center. He was obviously volunteering a lot more. And uh, obviously, obviously. <laughs> and I remember Emily coming running. She's running in, and her little fingernails were painted. And I was like, "Oh, he's. I don't know if you. Want, I'm going to share the story anyway. Yeah, he'll be fine." And, uh, and I said, "Oh, who painted your nails?" And she's like, "Oh, my dad." And I was like, "Oh, I guess I better pay attention to him more. <laughs> he's a good one." And it turns out he's amazing. If my girls ever their hair looks great, yeah. he did it. He did it. He did it. Oh, he can. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's the ultimate in in hair. And it's so so kindergarten. Ella's going to kindergarten, real school. And I was in charge of the Friday morning, getting ready mm-hmm. and getting her there. The first part. And I'm thinking casual Fridays. So I send her in her little jumpsuit and a messy bun. And David picks her up from school. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. like, "What is she wearing?" <laughs> Because he does the other days. Because he did the other days. And the other days, she looked amazing. And I was like, it's casual Friday. Like, <laughs> Go change her. And he's like, yeah, no, no. I love that. No, no. So he's so good. He irons their clothes and all of that. And just really, he just has such a servant heart. So I feel very spoiled in that regard and uh, just very thankful for him and and uh and definitely you know one of those things that i go back and say okay lord thanks for the wait Mm. thanks for the wait Mm -hmm. and i think back on all the other opportunities i had and i'm just thankful for that and i Mm -hmm. feel like as i look at my life and i look at things down the road that we're waiting on now to go back and look at those times and say okay there was a reason for the wait and it's just so, it doesn't mean we don't do anything while we're waiting. We just prepare mm-hmm. and we just lean on the Lord for that timing and and wait as an action. Mm. And uh, I think that really um, was something that spoke to my heart about His goodness, His faithfulness. And, and I get to say, wow, look at all the things I was able to do mm-hmm. and to experience and to have 
that if, you know, if I hadn't at one point come to peace with, okay, Lord, you have a plan, I would have missed that. I would have been so focused on what I didn't have that I would have been miserable. And so I'm really just thankful that he opened my heart, changed my vision, my focus, gave me a different picture of what dating should look like or Mm -hmm. that it doesn't need to look like the world. And I just, the Lord just really laying in my heart, do you want a marriage that looks like the world, then date like the world, you know? Mm. If you don't, then let's try something else, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of the sentiment mm. in that. And to look back on that, and and I just am very, very grateful. Wow. And because it's not something we do on our own, it's something the Lord just can help us do. And so mm-hmm. there's other areas of my life now that I'm still stubborn in, but I can tell that he's working on those, mm-hmm. you know, and I keep reminding myself, it, okay, he did it in the past. He's going to do it again. Like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> As we all do when we're sitting there sobbing over our journals, trying to figure <laughs> out what in the world we're going to go from here. <laughs> How am I going to do this? Yeah. And, um, but it's good. Mm, that is really good. Mm-hmm. I love to what you said, cause I think this is so true. I think so many of us, we conjure these ideas of what life looks like if we if we really surrender to God. Yes. And it's so much better, right? Yes. yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course it is. But like, I don't know, you know, we, we do that. Mm-hmm. And so um, even just as you're sharing, I just love, it's just such a beautiful picture of in all of those areas mm-hmm. that you thought, mm-hmm. okay, well, then this is what life is going to look like. He's just so blown that out of the water with yes. his goodness. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, yeah, that's yeah. so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, when we look around, it's like, well, that's great. But there's, you know, we look at the news and we look at our social media and we see all these horrible, horrible things going on. And our eyes get caught up in that and our minds get caught up in that. And And what I just, I really feel like when he's talking about finding that narrow gate that we find that narrow gate you know few will find it um but in matthew 7 about that narrow gate and and i feel like that's our whole life is taking those obstacles whether they're real or they're in our mind and really just trying to press into okay lord where is your way Mm-hmm. Where is your way in this? How do I find you in this? Because without you, we can't have peace. We can't understand. We can't, you know. And that, you know, that is why he calls us to focus on whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, what is whatever is a good report, because he knows we can't handle it. Mm-hmm. We can't. And um, and we have to trust him in that. And so I think even in um even in times of of grief or hurt that we just have to keep going, keep seeking him, keep trying to find him in it. Mm. And he'll show himself to us. Mm. Um, we, we just have to keep going. Mm-hmm. If we try to stop and sit and find our own way, we won't have that peace. Mm. That's, that's good wisdom. Right there. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, Marissa, this has been really good. Well, thank you for having so me. Rich. It is so rich. Mm-hmm. 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 Just even, even this last part, just like, I just feel like 
people just need to like let that sink in, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know? Because I think we look at stories of things where I can say, oh, this happened to that. Well, because uh-huh. I'm looking back on it. Right. It wasn't all, oh, yeah. yes, Lord, I'm going to follow you. And right. <laughs> it's all going to turn out great. <laughs> no, it was sobbing, crying parties. I remember one time <laughs> in that in that singleness moment of just saying, Lord, I just want a hand to hold. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, so did the Israelites and they built an idol. And do you really want that in your life? And I was like, no. And that was finally the breaking point If where I was like, okay, I'm going to enjoy where I am. And I'm, cause I don't want it. I don't want that. And, um, and, and it kind of, it, it allowed things to open up. So I think even in almost like a, a kind rebuke or a mm-hmm. kind, let me show you where this goes, you know, this line of thinking, you know, he can help shift us, but, but it takes, it, it just is part of knowing that, yeah, it feels like the end of the world or nothing's going to happen, but, um, so I just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want somebody to listen and be like, oh, well, that's great for somebody to get through that, sure. but I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of mine, you know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Know, you know what? It, we're all there in different parts of our lives. So yes, yes. <laughs> you're not alone. And, right. and that's why we need friends to sit mm-hmm. with and visit with and kind of bring mm-hmm. us. Can't tell you how many different conversations we're like, okay, Marissa, but what do we need to, right. where do we need to go from here? So Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Well... I think people listening today, they you've been that friend for them. Actually, mm-hmm. like they're listening and you're, you're <laughs> like, they're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask God, God, what's your way? What is your way in this, in this thing? So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for Thanks coming for and me. sharing part of your life with us. Thank yeah. You. It was good. Thank you, Marissa. You're welcome. Yeah. Y'all go, um, enjoy being dance moms. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a reality TV show. Well, I think it is. <laughs> we might need to have a little camera follow us around in there. It'd be good. See all kinds of crazy things. I know. All right. Thanks. Y'all, I just love Marissa so much. And I have a feeling you do too. I, it really did resonate with me, like when I said at the end, I think there were some of you that just really needed to hear her story, but especially her advice and her wisdom at the end about, you know. There's, there's this thing about, okay, what is God's way in this situation? And His way is always so much better. It's not always easier, but it's always better. And so I hope that encouraged you today. Thanks so much for listening. If this episode spoke to you, I want to encourage you to share it with a friend um, or maybe on your social media. And if you see Marissa at church, go give her a hug. She's a hugger. She'd love to give you a hug. So thanks for listening. We'll see you back next time on Bloom Talks. Thanks for listening to Bloom Talks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and share to show your support. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram at cotrbloom or for more info about Church on the Rock, check out cotrpeople.com. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.